Beis Hashem, next Mishnah, we're going to call this Mishnah Tezvov. Okay, Gavaldi Mishnah today. I'm actually very excited about today's Mishnah. We'll see where it takes us, today's Mishnah, okay, Yai? We'll see where today's Mishnah takes us. Look, the Heilige Mishnah. Ah! Arba, Arba Midos Betalmidim. Okay? There are four types of Midos when it comes to Talmidim. Okay, this is a, going to be a very, very important Mishnah for us. We're all Talmidim. That's what we're here. We're here to learn. We're here to develop ourselves. Right? I learned this morning with, with one of the boys. We learned the Yisrael Vishayish Ravoda, Shar Aleph, Perek Aleph. And he says the whole purpose that the Rabbanishim created a human being is to work on himself, is to perfect himself. That's why we're here. So listen to this. The Mishnah is telling us over here that there are Arba Midos Betamidim. There are four types of Tamidim. Let's, let's go through them. Like we did yesterday, when we discussed our four types of people when it comes to anger. Let's go through the four types of Tamidim and try to identify which one we fit into. Okay? Says the Mishnah, number one. Mohir lishmoya or mohir la'abed. Okay? It means he's a very quick person to grasp the information. He learns very quickly. He's very sharp. But also... He loses it very quickly. He forgets all his learning. He forgets what he learned. Okay? That person, says the Mishnah, even though he has a gavaldig aschar, that he understands the learning very quickly, but because he forgets most of it, and quickly forgets it, so he lost out of the schar, that's number one. Number two, it's very hard for him to listen. Very hard for him to learn. For koshal but when he does grasp the information, when he does chap what's going on, he does learn, he keeps it, he retains it. It doesn't go quickly. This guy is Yotzah Hefseidah B'schoreif. The Hefseidah is lost with the Schar. Because again, it's a hard thing and it's very difficult for him, the very fact that it's hard for him to learn. But when he does learn, it doesn't go away. He doesn't forget it so quickly. And now we have the next two. Mohir Lishmoya. Very quick to listen, very quick to learn. Meaning, he grasps the information, he understands it, he chaps it, the kosher la'abid. And once he gets it, it doesn't go away. He doesn't forget it. That person, says the Heilige Mishnah, is a chocham, a wise man. Why? Very simply. He's got the best mind of everything. He learns quickly, he understands it quickly, he grasps and chaps it, and it doesn't go away. He remembers it, he retains his learning. That's amazing, that's a chocham. And then the last one, Mirrors very much yesterday's Mishnah, by the way, with the Seda Advarim. You remember that, right? You got that. The last one is Kosha Lishmaya. Very hard for him to learn and grasp and understand. Or Mohila Abed. And it's very quick to lose the information. He forgets it quickly. That's a really bad portion. Now, this is very, very interesting, by the way. Very interesting Mishnah. Because what the Mishnah is teaching us over here is that there are four categories of different people that learn. And they fall under different categories of of uh, names that we give them. Now, the traits that we are discussing are primarily things that we're born with. These are not necessarily things that we can actually work on. Either you got it or you don't. You know what I mean? Either a person that hops quickly, understand quickly, or, or you don't. Either a type of person that remembers his learning or you forget your learning. It's kind of not really our fault. You know what I mean? It's not really like up to us. It's not like something that we can consciously make a decision. Okay, today, I'm going to be very quick to understand the Gemara. No, it doesn't work that way. It depends on my brain. It's how God created me. What do you want from me? Right? So, Chazal tell us in the Gemara, in Nidat Tezvav, to Zayn, the Gemara says like this, 
and, and any of you that learnt Tanya, he brings the same thing also right in the beginning and asks many questions on it. But the Gemara tells us that the Malach of pregnancy, the Malach of pregnancy brings a drop of the Zerah in front of the Rabbi Nishalaylam before this person is born and says, Rabbi Nishalaylam, what is the fate of this drop? What's going to happen to this person? What's he going to grow up to be? Where is he going to get to? Is he going to be strong or is he going to be weak? Is he going to be clever or is he going to be a fool? Is he going to be wealthy or is he going to be poor? And the Rabbi Shalom decides. And that's why the Mishnah, by the way, does not use a Loshan of a Tzaddik or a Rasha. Why not? Because a person's talents are very much not connected to his character, which a person can develop as he makes decisions. Much of Perkyovis is character development, which are things that we can work on. Yesterday, for example, we worked on caste, we worked on anger. Everyone at some times gets angry, but you need to work on it. Here, you can't work on this. You can't become a person that remembers your learning. Either you are or you're not. And that's Pshat in the Mishnah. We don't call someone a tzaddik or a rasha in this Mishnah, because it's not up to him. A tzaddik you can work on, a rasha you can work on. This you cannot work on, right? That's why we don't call him a tzaddik or a rasha, you understand? Now, there's, there's things 100%. There's a shtadlis that you could do to remember your learning. But ultimately, Rabbi Nishlam has already decided if you're going to be clever or not going to be clever. It's not really up to me. It's not something I can perfect. Of course we should do a by doing chazorah and doing programs that remember our learning and retain our learning. A lot we should. And we should listen to try to understand straight away. Of course there are things that we have to do that's a shtadlis. But ultimately, it's up to Rabbi Nishlam. As well, are you with me? Okay, so let me, let's try to explain the Mishnah, see if we have any questions after, because this is a very packed Mishnah, and there's a lot that we can discuss over here. There's a sefer called Chazdei Ovois. Okay, Rabbi Yosef Chaim from Baghdad, he writes, and he compares the four Talmidim of this Mishnah to the four types of garments. And he says that what is a garment? What is a piece of clothing? We all wear clothing. What is clothing? Clothing is something and by the way, this comes stems from the Zoya Kodesh in, in Kabbalah. This is a big sugya. Uh, the Tanya speaks about this, Ba'arichas as well. The clothing of the soul. But let's talk about a very physical and very simple idea. The clothing that we have. We have a shirt, we have a jacket, we have a sweater, we have a jumper, whatever it is. We have clothing. What is the clothing? Does it define us? No. It's what we show to the outside. Right now, often clothing may make a difference to how we act. It may make a difference to how we express who we want to be part of, right? Without going to the sugya of do clothes make the man or man make the clothing. As a famous baletosus, das kedim baletosus, when he talks about the sugya of Yaakov Avinu, when Yaakov Avinu uh, tricked his father Yitzchak to get the brochas rather than Esau taking it. So he wore Esau, his brother's coat. And the Daskenimi Balatosu says, I don't understand. Why is he wearing his coat? Just, you know, put it over his arm. So let his father touch his arm, feel the hair and say, oh, you're Esau. Why do you have to wear it? So the Daskenimi Balatosu says, also that when a person wears something, it affects who he is. So very much the clothing that we wear do what does affect us. But, says the Chazde Yavos, that the Maisa, the clothing that we wear doesn't necessarily express our innermost being, and so to the intellect that we have, and the intelligence and the memory that the Rabbanjah blessed us with, are like a person's garments. Meaning, they tell us a little bit about who he is, because that's how you use, you know, your mouth and your brain and your capacity to express yourself to the world, but they don't actually express who you actually are, who you truly are. You understand what I'm saying? 
A person's abilities, talents, are generally given from the Rabbi Nishalaylam. And you can no longer, you can't praise someone or criticize someone based on their inborn talent. So what the question is, so what do we need this Mishnah for? And we ask ourselves this question many times when we read Mishnah, especially Prakiyavas, what do we need this Mishnah for? We are trying to learn about how to develop our character, to become a better person, to work on ourselves, to improve ourselves. What is this Mishnah telling us then? If that's the case, then it's inborn, you can't praise someone, it's only an outer clothing, it's only an expression of a soul, but it's not a soul itself, and we can't do much about it except for, as we said before, Ishtadlis, what do we need the Mishnah for? So Rabbeinu Yona asks the Kasha. And Rabbeinu Yona says a beautiful idea. Rabbeinu Yona says, it tells us that a teacher has to know one thing. If he, a teacher should choose between a Talmud that uh, learns quickly but forgets easily, or another Talmud that learns difficultly but recalls everything, he should choose the latter. When we have teachers, and we do have many teachers out there in Rebbeim that are incredible, and they're amazing people, and they're an inspiration to Kalal Yisrael, and, and they don't get paid enough, and they don't get the right respect, because they're all amazing people, what they're doing. They're helping Kali Sol, they're transmitting Torah to future generations. But we also have Rebbeim out there and teachers that do a terrible job. In the name of my, my Rebbe, Ramosh Hillel Hirsch, Shlita, should live and be well. He once said, recently, that there are Rebbeim out there that kill their Talmudim. Now he didn't mean in a physical way that they take a gun and shoot the person, but they kill them on the inside. There are Rebbeim out there that are poshut murderers. Poshut murderers. They don't belong in the world. They don't belong being a Rebbe. They should rather be and do much better for Claudius Roll fixing cars. Right? That's what they should be doing. Because they will kill Talmudim by telling them you're worth nothing. You're never going to get there. You're a waste of space. You know, ah, you know, as I once heard from someone, when a boha, this is crazy, a Bocha once walked into uh, a new class of a, of a Rebbe, the first day of this school, and he was going through the names. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? So one Bacha, he said, what's your name? So he said, my name is uh, Finkelfeffer. Ah, Finkelfeffer. Your brother is Moishi? He said, yeah. Oi vai. Did he give me Tsaris? He was terrible. He was, he was gefer. I hope you're not anything like him. And I hope we're going to see better things from you. That Rebbe should be shot. Pashat shot. What did he just do? He just said to this Talmud that your brother was a waste of time. I heard you're probably also a waste of time. You better prove yourself otherwise. Are you crazy? There are, Rebbeim have to understand how to teach and talk to their Talmudim. Right? Right? I, I don't think anyone over here is disagreeing with me. Right? We may have seen this over our years of being in Chinuch, in our education in different schools. Maskim? That are Rebbeim that don't belong to be a Rebbe because they're not looking at, to try and help the Talmudim and build up the Talmudim. They want to do the best thing possible. They want to get the best Talmud, teach the best Torah. No, it's not about you. Chazal tell us, by the way, Chazal tell us that a person should choose a Rebbe that's like a Malach. Right? There's rise to it, whatever. What does that mean? How do you choose a Rebbe that's a Malach? A Rebbe is not a Malach, he's a human being. A Malach is a whole different, a whole different creation. So I heard a pshat, I think it was Rabbi Sar Reisman, but other people have also said the same idea. Beautiful pshat. What's the definition of a malach as opposed to a odom, a human being? An odom, a human being, is generally someone that's called a mahalach. He goes, he's going. Right? Human beings are meant to advance, to develop, to become better. They're, they're on the move. A malach is described as an oimed. An oimed means he's standing. What does that mean? That means a malach doesn't move and develop himself and become better. He is what he is, and that's it. So the Chazal, choose, 
What's that? Uh, also, also. But in the sense that they're an omid, meaning they're just standing there, right? They're, they're not developing. Says Chazal, choose a Rebbe that's like a Malach, meaning he's willing to stand his place and not develop himself for the sake of his Talmidim. He's willing not to develop himself and go better and better and better and no more and no more for himself. He's doing things for his Talmidim. That's the Rebbe you should choose. And that's what Rabbi Yoni is telling us over here. That at the end of the day, it's always Gishmat for Rebbe to teach the highest share and give the best share and just teach Torah and do more Ma'amakoymas and finish Shasa. It's wonderful. Amazing. But is other Talmidim gaining from that? If the answer is no, then you have a problem. And that's not what they, they, that's not the job that they should have chosen. And like I said, they'd be better off being a car mechanic, right? Because they do more Torah to the world by doing that than rather than destroy some beautiful Nishamas that try to learn Torah, right? It, it, it's sad when I hear from boys very often my Rebbe once said this to me my Rebbe once said that to me I, I almost feel like I want to call up the Rebbe who happened to if I know who it is or if I can get hold of him and say get out of that business you don't belong there right it's, it's a massive responsibility a teacher they once did a study this is amazing they took a school where they had two classes. They have the higher class and they have the lower class. The higher class are like the most intelligent kids. They grasp it quickly. They're amazing. And then they have the lower class for like, you know, eh, I'm not going to say like, the guys that don't get it so quickly, okay? So one time they did an amazing thing. They switched the classes without the teachers knowing. Meaning, the teacher that every single year gets the highest class was getting this year the lowest class without knowing it. And the teacher that normally gets the lower grade the lower intelligent kids were actually getting the higher grade, the higher intelligent, but without knowing it. Teachers had no idea. The head of the school did it without the teachers knowing. So in they walk the teachers, first day of the school. So the, the teacher who teaches the higher class were like, okay, go ahead, open up, let's go. Boom, 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 boom. Right? Because I've got the highest class, let's go. And the lower class, say that, we'll chill a bit, we'll smooth, whatever it is, because anyway, these guys can't learn so much anyway, right? It came out that the teacher that t- taught the higher class ended up with the higher results, like she normally does, because they normally teach the higher, and therefore they got the higher results. But what do you mean? These kids were actually from the lower group. The answer is, if the teacher believes in those Talmudim, in those students, then they can get much further than what the Maisa they're actually capable of. That's where everything comes from. It comes from the belief. So if any of you decide that you want to go into Chinuch, we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's something that we have to believe in our Tamidim. And that's what Chazal are telling us over here. And there's also another lesson which I want to leave off with, which I think is very important. And that is that if you have a person that's very intelligent, if you have a boy that hops to learning very quickly, for him he learns easily, he remembers it, you know, and there are people like that. Don't take any credit for yourself because it's, met, it's, it's given by the Rabbi Shlonim. Your gift was given by Hashem. And therefore, since your gift was a gift from heaven, don't necessarily be proud of it, because it means nothing. And the final message of the Mishnah is the message for the weaker student, for someone that's shvach, someone that finds it difficult. Don't grow despondent. Yes, it's difficult. Keep on going. Because the Rabboni Shalom gave you your gift. And he gave it to you because that's what you need in this world. And that's what is going to help you grow. Don't say, I can't do it because no... This is exactly what the tools Hashem gave you to manage in this world. And if we realize that, that's what it is. It doesn't define who you are. It doesn't make you less worthy or more worthy. This is how the who created you. This is what that, the, the Rabbani Shalom told that Tipa from the Malach before you came into the world. Don't grow despondent. If you can't learn and it's difficult for you and you can't remember it, realize the Rabbani Shalom gave you this tool so you can work on your Tachlis. And Be'ez Hashem, this amazing Mishnah, 
incredible chizik. We'll give us all the chizik, Be'ez HaShem, tomorrow, next Mishnah.